Ever feel like you're working really hard and being really earnest at being a good elementary music teacher? Me too. Ever feel like it's a little short on the respect? Me too. Today on Happier Music Teacher, what to do when you feel disrespected. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. One of the things that I like to do in the name of market research, when it's really just scrolling social media, is hang out in various music education Facebook groups. And everyone has its own tone and everyone has its own flavor, but you learn a lot about the other people in profession and also what their struggles are. It's how I found out that all of us have no time, no voice, and need to pee. But another theme I hear repeated in different ways, and really people just venting or needing someone to understand, is that they're not feeling very respected. I wish that was different for everybody in this profession. I don't even think it's unique to our profession. So it's inevitable. It is going to happen. So what do we do when it does happen when we feel disrespected at our school? The first thought that comes to mind as I think about respect in the school is to act respectable yourself. Now, this is not putting the problem on you. It is not your fault that someone else is treating you in a disrespectful manner or whatever you read as disrespect. We all have different levels of that. We all have different metrics. But Make sure that you are acting as respectable as you possibly can. So one of my fine arts administrators a few years ago always said, be the consummate professional. Are you showing up at work as your best self, whatever that looks like for you? Are you timely? Are you well-groomed? Are you also starting and ending your classes on time? That might feel minor to you. It can feel very major to other people. Are you just being friendly? This has nothing to do with your musicianship or your education, or your GPA in college, but it can make all the difference in how you are understood on your campus and the respect level that you get back to you. Once again, it is not your fault, but do control the controllables on your end because that's all you can do. You can't control other people, which will be a big theme today as we speak. The next thought that comes to mind when we talk about respect and disrespect is a golden rule. Treat other people like you would like to be treated. So there's a real important phrase in there, as you would like to be treated. It is not come at them with the same energy they come at you. It is treat them how you would like to be treated. Ideally, how you would like to be treated. So does that mean you're probably going to be treating them better than they treat you? Yes, absolutely. And that includes everyone on your campus, every single stakeholder. Are you treating and talking about the parents the way you would like to be treated and talked about? Are you treating and talking about the students the way you'd like to be treated and talked about? Are you treating your administrators the way you'd like to be treated and talked about? Are you treating your coworkers and paraprofessionals on the staff the way you would like to be treated and talked about? Like I said, we can't control everyone else and their actions, but we can control ourselves. And sometimes when we get disrespect from other people, at least I like the feeling of knowing that I am acting respectable no matter what the circumstances are. It's not a, if you treat me this way, I'm going to treat you that way. It is, this is how I treat people, regardless of how they treat me. Another mindset when you are feeling disrespected is don't look for a record of wrongs. In our culture right now, we are really big on some of the microaggressions and macroaggressions and all the aggressions, and sometimes we just look to be offended. Instead, assume good intent. 
and 10. Assume the best about the people that you are around and don't look for the record of wrongs. With confirmation bias being what it is that our brain will start to look for what we tell it to look for, if you start looking for the wrongs, you will absolutely find them every time, all day, every day. But if you're looking for the good things in your day, you will also find them all the time. And it's really training your brain and training your heart to look for the right things. Now, this does not mean accepting bad behavior. It does not mean being in a bad environment. But it does mean to train yourself because if you're looking for it all day and then you go to the Facebook group and you spill it, and it just reminds me, this is old reference as usual, like Rain Man with Milton Babbitt, Rain Man, with the record of wrongs against him and kept in a notebook. It's real easy to get that way, and it's really easy to get negative, and it's such a draining way to live. And like I said, I've been there, I hear you, I understand, but so much better if you flip that, and instead of looking for a record of wrongs, you're looking for what's going right in your day, and who's going right in your day. When things get real sideways, and maybe you're a little bit tired and discouraged, and like I said, feeling disrespected, I think it's important to remember your real audience. Uh, For me, number one is the Lord. Who am I working for? The Lord. So if someone else isn't treating me ideally, okay, that's not really who I'm working for. Now, I don't tell them that. I work at a public school. That's not going to be cool. Um, But in my heart, absolutely, the Lord is who I'm working for. I'm also working to make my family proud. I want them to be proud of how I'm behaving myself at work. I think if some people's family saw how they acted at work, they would be cringing. They saw a video of it. So I really want to make sure that if my family saw me extended family, immediate family, my family, they would be proud of how I'm behaving in the workplace. Like I said, you might see me tomorrow and I'm doing something that's real not good, but I'm really trying to make my family proud. And family, I'm doing it for my students. Now, that's we all give lip service to that, but really, if you start to get a little off-center or something rubs you wrong, as it will, we work in an imperfect, fallen world, then center yourself again to think about your students And I guarantee that will change some things for you. Everything gets a little bit off when our motivations get off, when we're trying to impress the wrong people. Instead, focus like a laser beam on the students that are right in front of you right that minute. Along the same line, you have to know that you know that you know your own worth. And I've really been having this conversation with myself lately. It is easy um, as a culture for you to think, I'm just a music teacher. I just teach elementary. I just have been doing this for so long. But instead, know your worth and stand a little taller. You're not just a music teacher. You're a music teacher. They're going to remember you for years. And what you do matters. You have a gift of music. You have some joy. You're going to give that to those students. And that might be the most joyous thing they have and see all day. So don't you dare slink around and hang your head and think just. Hold yourself higher, know your worth, and walk in it. The next one can be a little uncomfortable, and I would say handle this with care. But if it is needed, have a conversation. You're already feeling yucky about some interaction. Can you tell my elementary teacher? You're feeling gross about your interaction with someone. Um, Might as well calmly, politely, privately speak to them and say, I noticed that whenever you come in the room, you're always giving me, I feel like I'm getting a look. Is that what I'm hearing? Is how Can you help me understand? Genuinely with a kind tone to understand what's going on. Or someone is probably not even aware that, that what behavior they're doing 
is making you feel disrespected, I almost 100% guarantee it's not about you. But if it's enough to bother you and you feel like you need to, then have a conversation. Much better that than to let it stew and fester and assume the worst. Instead, quick and clean. And like I said, save your conversations for people that you know might make a difference with it, might do better if they know. If not, like I said, use that judiciously, but there can be times where you just have to have a conversation, not a call in on the carpet, uh, not a, um, a dressing down or something, and not assuming that you know their motives, but just presenting calmly with the facts. I've noticed that when you come in XYZ, can you help me understand that? And they might say, oh, I am so sorry. I am coming from another class that is a nightmare and I'm a little distracted and I apologize. I'll do better. Sometimes that's all you need. Or sometimes you do the conversation and it doesn't go your way, but you've done your part. The next step is watch where you hang out and protect your mind. And there are lots of places to be hanging out. Uh, One is online. Certain Facebook groups are not healthy and they really are just teachers complaining and being very victim-y and very woe is me and my life is terrible and I'm stuck in teaching and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you let yourself marinate in those thoughts with those people, you're going to start having those thoughts with those people. So I would say get out immediately, if not sooner, protect your mind. It is okay that, you know, someone else gets what we're talking about. You know, oh, I tied the kindergarten's laces, shoelaces and they were wet and that's gross. That's fine. But in general, watch where you hang out. If your teacher's lounge is not very positive, mine's normally empty, so I think we're fine there. But if your teacher's lounge is not a very positive place, don't go down there. If you are having um, a coworker who every morning is the energy vampire and it immediately deflates you, then say a quick good morning and then get out of Dodge. You don't have to hang out where it's negative and you need to protect your mind and your peace and your energy at all costs. As I've been going through this school year, which has actually been great, uh, it's really important to protect my mind and my peace and my energy. That, those are my commodities. That's what my students need and that's what I need. So whatever it takes for that, protect it at all costs. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I tend to teach a lot on things that are finite. Our time is finite. Unfortunately, our money is finite. Our energy is finite. So I think you really don't waste all your finite energy on haters, but you do need to document. If there is someone who is consistently not acting the way a professional at school should or not speaking to you the way you should be spoken to, um, whether it's when you're making a parent phone call or something with your staff or anything like that, a student, go ahead and document. It's important. It's important to protect yourself. Now, it's also important not to spend all your free time writing your record of wrongs. But like I said, if something is you think it might come back again, it's a problem, it's bothering you, go ahead and document it. One of my favorite ways to do that is simply to email myself. It has a timestamp. It has a date stamp. And when I go back through it um, over time, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not crazy. That really was a problem. But don't waste your finite energy on them. You probably, you're not the hater whisperer. You're not going to turn them around overnight, but you can nicely document what's going on. And whenever you do that, uh, not feelings, just facts, dates, times, what occurred in a very factual, dry way. What if you're really not feeling the culture at your school? And when you look at it from a detached point of view, that it's not okay, that it seems really broken. I would say in that case, make an exit plan. Now, 
I don't think it is ever okay, in my estimation, to break a contract or leave early unless you are just eminently in really physical danger or serious mental health struggles. But you know you. That's not my plan. But if it is really showing you day in and day out that this is not a safe place for you physically, mentally, emotionally, leadership is not doing a good job, on and on, you'll know this is not the only school on the planet. This is not the only job that you could work. So start making that exit plan. Polish your resume. Get on LinkedIn. Start making connections. Start looking. Start thinking. Start discussing with your family. Right now, I don't know if you call it a buyer's market or a seller's market, but definitely the advantage is on the side of teachers right now because most places need teachers, even music teachers where there might only be one or two per campus. So you can be picky. Now, once again, I would not up and go for no good reason. It takes a lot to rebuild a new school, and that's not a decision to be taken lightly, and we want to make sure we're taking good care of our students. But if you have made every good effort, you have seen a lot of ugly of that place, and it is not doing you right physically, emotionally, spiritually, every other way, then go ahead and start looking. You don't have to stay in a toxic job. So what if the disrespect is coming from other music teachers? specifically um, high school and middle school band and choir and orchestra directors who might not have a very high opinion of elementary music teachers and what we do. It always hurts when it's friendly fire, isn't it? Because these might even be people that you went to college with, but they're not respecting what you've chosen to do for your life's work. Um, do they think that you can only read Pentatonic and Talantiti because you chose to teach elementary? Really? Um, that seems a little bit uneducated to me, but you're not really going to educate them and change their mind. And here's what I would say. They can have it. If they feel called to do that job with those demands and those hours, who am I to question it? And I have my own reasons for teaching elementary music. I've always had an interest in it from all the way back to college. Uh, it's a good fit for me. So they can have it. They can have their job. You don't have to convince them, but once again, sit very secure in the knowledge that you are on the right seat on the bus. And if you totaled up your hours, hopefully, um, and you totaled up their hours, you're making more per hour than they are. So I don't know who's smart here, but I'm not dumb for teaching elementary music. In fact, I'm pretty smart, pretty good at it, if you want me to ask me. So don't feel like you have to measure your worth by that. It really is just uneducated. I could teach high school band if I wanted to. I don't want to. I could probably teach another subject area, another level if I wanted to. I've taught private lessons. A lot of us are not in elementary music because it is some last resort or some other place to be. If it is, please get out and do something else. I'm in elementary music because I love it. And I love the joy and I love the creativity and the variety that I get to have. It appeals to my show business side. I like a lot of things about it. So if they're not giving you support and joy, wish them well in their chosen endeavor and you just keep on with your nose to the grindstone in yours. If the disrespect is coming from students, that is a tough pill to swallow. But here's what I'll say. Um, just like the Maya Angelou quote we're going to hear soon, you need to show them how to treat you properly. A lot of them are not having that expectation at home. Um, they may not even have that expectation strongly modeled in their teacher's classroom. I always love it when a homeroom teacher comes up who I can tell their respect game is strong, the students are respectful with them, they're well-mannered, and they're following the rules because the teacher expects it. They're usually a seasoned teacher. I get it. Um, but you need to show the students how to treat you properly. 
they sincerely may not know. So make sure that you're consistent with them, firm but kind about how you expect to be talked to, about how you expect the body language in your class, how you expect things to go. And the thing I always say to them is we do it right or we do it twice. And I just toe the line. It is a gift to them for them to know how to treat you properly. I know we blame everything on COVID and social media and societal ills and everything, but very possibly at home, they are not having a strong structure of respect modeled. And they might see disrespect as the norm, not the exception in their home life. So what a gift when they come and see you, however often they get to see you, that it is an oasis of calm and peace and respect and not authoritative, but authority, a gentle, calm, authority presence. That's a gift that you're giving to your students. So don't expect anything less. Speaking of societal ills and things, it's not necessarily that if you had a higher up position in your school that you would receive more respect. Unfortunately, sometimes it feels like almost the opposite. I was on a campus um, this spring and the assistant principal was really receiving a lot of disrespect from a teacher. She put her finger almost in his chest and was very much in his physical space and said, you didn't get this room for me. You need to make it right. And he, you know, handled it very calmly and professionally. Um, but she was being disrespectful to him. It didn't matter the title. I would dare say our superintendents, our principals, our assistant principals, our guidance counselors, you name it, whoever is higher up in the campus structure than you are, are getting almost as much disrespect, if not more, and then they get blasted on social media pages. So you are certainly not alone. It is a societal problem, and it did not start with you, and it does not end with you. Do not personalize it because it is not your fault. So to sum up this kind of depressing topic of when you feel disrespected, here's how you're going to respond, not react. Number one, you're going to act respectable. Number two, remember the golden rule. Number three, don't look for a record of wrongs and microaggressions because you'll find them every time. Number four, remember your real audience, who you're really serving. Number five, know your worth and keep on reminding yourself of your worth until you really know it deep down. I'm working hard on this right now. Number six, have a conversation if needed. Like I said, check your heart, check your words. If you are in a good, calm place and you need to do it, have a conversation if you need to. Number seven, watch where you hang out and protect your mind. Number eight, don't waste your finite energy on the haters. Just document it. Number nine, if it's truly a toxic culture and you can't go on and you feel like the respect situation is not going to improve there, then you're in luck. This is not the only school or job on the planet. Next, if you're having disrespect from other music teachers, put it in perspective. And like I said, you don't have to win them over. You don't have to live their life. That's their problem. Finally, show your students how to treat you properly so that you can receive the proper respect from them. Hey, I just got a really exciting text. We are getting closer to the hard copy version, the paperback on Amazon of Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School. Of course, it's always available on F-flat books, and I hope you will support them in your mission if you want an ebook. But if it doesn't feel like a real book to you unless you hold it in your hands, I really can't wait to share it with you. I'll let you know when it releases. Today's People, Podcasts, and Promotions Spotlight shines on Dr. Matthew Rao of UpbeatGlobal.com. 
I first got to know Dr. Rao when he was invited to join my Facebook group by another member, and he's just positivity embodied, personified. He's a great follow on social media because he's always up to something cool. A few of the things he's done is his book, Upbeat, Mindset, Mindfulness, and Leadership in Music Education and Beyond. That's probably his trademark. As well as being a professor at Lawrence University Conservatory of Music in Appleton, Wisconsin. He tours around the country, giving his talk on Upbeat Global and also student leadership. And that just skims the surface of what Dr. Rao does. Dr. Matthew Rao, UpbeatGlobal.com. This week's verse of the day, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The quote for today's Mindset Minute is from Dr. Maya Angelou, and I'm sure if you've been in the self-improvement, personal development space for any amount of time, you've seen it all over your social media feed. Here's the quote. When people show you who they are, Believe them the first time. Now, this can be for good or this can be for bad, so definitely don't just put a negative slant on it. But I can, I have to keep on learning this lesson throughout my adult life, even though I know better. But as I look back on relationships, and this is not talking about romantic relationships, I'm actually talking about colleagues, friendships, other relationships, mentors. Some people, they will show you the first time exactly who they are, that they are good through and through, that they are kind, and they have their best interests at heart, and they are a solid, trustworthy person. And other people, I can pinpoint an exact spot in time where they showed me who they are, and I just nudge that aside. I had a prompting, I had a gut feeling, I had a sense from the Holy Spirit, and I just didn't follow it. And instead, I reap the consequences. So as you go into the school year, as you're thinking about respect, not as far as judging people, but just for self-preservation and your peace and your your peace of mind, which is precious, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.